Hello, friends. It is officially Free Agent Wednesday at noon Eastern uh, this afternoon. It is officially going to be the time when teams can start signing UFAs. And for the Jets, I've got quite the shopping list. We'll take a look at who should be on it or maybe what kinds of players the Jets should be after and also talk about what I think Winnipeg will actually do, all coming right up on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Thank you for choosing to make Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. Doing so is completely free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. But most of all, we just really love and appreciate your support. On tonight's episode, it is time to dive into uh, officially Free Agent Wednesday, and this is usually not a great time for the Jets, let's be real. When it comes to free agent signings, Winnipeg has historically done just about nothing, let's be real. Uh, every year we go through the same cycle with this team, and it's usually uh, led to disappointment. It's not like I always want them to sign free agents, right? I mean, a lot of UFAs and stuff are either overpriced, um, not really in the right age bracket for what the Jets should be after, or... There's just not really an organizational fit or a need. So this time, I, I think the Jets are actually going to have quite a few potential roster openings. Now, I can't say what's going to happen, you know, three or four months down the road and what this lineup is going to look like uh, come the start of the next season. But I do think that the Jets, as a, as they are right now, aren't going to have uh, a couple of players that are still going to be hanging around. So um, I do suspect that the Jets are going to make some trades. And it wouldn't shock me if we're going to have more openings, which means, you know, the first order of business for the Jets is establishing a, a bit of a buyer's list. And I think for Winnipeg, they need quite a few pieces. Uh, some of these are not really going to be pieces that they can obtain, uh, especially without making some major trades. But, you know, if you're looking at the UFA market or even um, some guys who were RFAs and have now moved to UFA status, maybe the Jets can try and fill some holes that way. I, I just don't really know how exactly Winnipeg plans to go into next season with guys like Pierre-Luc Dubois, Blake Wheeler, and maybe some other players on the chopping block. So uh, my first particular want is it's going to be a top six center. The Jets are going to have to find one from somewhere because more than likely one of Dubois or or Shifley has moved. And I think the Jets have made it pretty clear that Shifley is the guy. Anytime you see Shifley uh, being mentioned and saying he's bought into Rick Bonus's philosophy and you know there's not really the same conversation about Dubois. To me, that's the Jets kind of tipping their hand as to who they want to choose uh, leading this top line going forward. And today it actually, or actually yesterday, it came out that Montreal has been one of the biggest suitors for Pierre-Luc Dubois, uh, which isn't really shocking. I mean, Dubois um, certainly has made it known that apparently he does want to play for the Montreal Canadiens. It is the team that uh, for a lot of people makes the most sense and it sounds like his camp has pushed for this in, in, in particular. So if he is trying to go to Montreal, uh, the rumored trade package was something like Florida's first round pick. 
um, uh, I think Christian Dvorak, and maybe some kind of like a mid or lower tier prospect. So in my opinion, that package just isn't really good enough. And I, I don't want the Jets to sit on things for too, too long. But if they don't feel that they're getting a great offer uh, from Montreal this offseason, I don't really see um, this improving until next season. You know, there's a rumor that you know, there have been some suggestions that maybe the Jets should even wait until the trade deadline um, right before he expires because, you know, the Jets do need some really good returns on him. I, I know that Dubois maybe seems like not the, the hottest name on the market, but I can tell you right now, tons of teams are going to be after him for the position he plays, his physicals, um, his offensive potential, and the fact that he is like, what, 23? He is most definitely one of the hottest names out there in terms of a young center that you can sort of build around. I think for Montreal, part of the reason that I have trouble seeing this fit is that, you know, the Habs are kind of rebuilding, right? So a lot of those futures and prospects that the Jets would probably be more interested in, I don't know if Montreal is really going to be willing to surrender them. Now, what I will say is lottery picks and, and draft picks and stuff, all of those are still just lottery tickets, right? You never really know what you're going to get out of them. And for the most part, you don't often get NHLers that play 100 plus games. So Dubois is a really hard guaranteed asset. He's a guy who can you know, sign long term with your team and give you one of the uh, best young centers in the NHL on a long term contract for up to eight years. And with that sort of certainty, a guy who's going to be a really great player for you for many seasons to come. I think he is probably worth a pretty significant package, and Montreal is definitely not uh, giving the Jets a particularly great one now. I think for the Jets, it's really key to uh, to stock up on next year's draft picks. The 2023 draft is supposed to be one of the deepest out there, and for Winnipeg, this would be an ideal time to start preparing for an eventual rebuild because, look, that is going to be coming in the next couple of years. I think you and I all know that uh, you know with two years left on a number of different contracts for these players, the Jets are getting close to having to hit the reset button. So yeah, the Dubois thing, that's going to be a tough one. And the Jets are going to have to find a center from somewhere to fill that gap, at least in the meantime. If Paul Stastny were to return, obviously, I think he's just the most natural center to slide up in the lineup. Maybe uh, David Gustafson gets a look there, but my guess is the Jets really wouldn't want to force that. And I honestly don't even know if Stastny wants to return. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if he's ready to walk either into retirement or to another contender. So not a, a great plethora of options, if I'm being honest. But, you know, Dylan Strom, of course, is the name that I've circled time and time again. I think Strom might actually play more as a winger. But for the Jets, you know what? Winnipeg doesn't really have a lot of center options, especially offensively gifted ones. And because he's maybe not the fastest, I think, you know, if you're looking for transition speed and stuff, you would prefer that out wide instead of Strom who's a little bit more of a, a slower player. So um, Dylan, for me, again, has been very much at the top of my shopping list for the past few weeks. I've talked about him uh, previously, and I think among the centers that are going to be free agents, he will probably be one of the top ones that's available in Winnipeg's price bracket. Now, of course, my shopping list is actually decently long, and we'll take a look at a couple of other player positions that I think the Jets most definitely need to fill. But before we go any further, I do want to shout out our wonderful friends at betonline.net. BetOnline is your number one source for all of your all of your betting needs and sports info. I personally am not big into online betting, but even I, who didn't really know that much about it, was able to get around on BetOnline's website and even place a, a winning bet on a Bundesliga match. If you're into other sports, they've got stuff like baseball, 
when the hockey season rolls around, they've got all the NHL coverage you can you can possibly imagine, including playoffs and everything in between. They've got NFL futures for upcoming seasons. Whatever sport you're into, they've got you covered with league reviews, news, live scores, predictions, and so much more. So you'll always stay on top of the latest trends in action in your favorite sport. It'll also ensure that you make the most informed bets possible. And if you're not on, if you're not into sports, no problem. They've also got Vegas casino games so that there's something for everyone. Even if you're not into all that stuff, uh, they've also got auto racing, triple crown action. I mean, seriously, they've basically thought of everything, even uh, UFC and MMA. So there's really no reason to not check it out. It really couldn't be easier. Just log on to betonline.net on your laptop or mobile device to get started today because BetOnline is where the game starts. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. Uh, thank you so much for choosing to make Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. We are talking a little bit about, uh, I guess, previewing a free agency Wednesday for the Jets and kind of for the league at large. We have had uh, a number of different signings and trades occur over the past day or two. Evgeny Malkin has officially come off the market, so he is signing with the Penguins for four, uh, four years at around six six uh, 6.1 million or so which is a pretty decent contract, right? Uh, he's going to make, what, you know, 24, a little over $24 million over the next couple of years. And it seems like, I don't know, that whole situation was a little str- a little strange. Maybe the Pens were trying to um, be a little bit cagey. It seems like Malkin himself was really trying to get that extra year of term. That was one of the main sticking points. But whatever the case is, they ultimately closed the deal. And, you know, uh, Malkin actually would have been a really cool target for the Jets, it never would have happened, but if you're looking for a veteran center on a shorter-term deal who can really anchor your top six, and if the Jets were serious about contending, uh, then they would have to do due diligence. I mean, he's just too good to pass up. I know that he's not where he once was uh, several years ago, but Malkin, still a really great top-nine center and somebody that I think easily would have slid into uh, a second-line role for the Jets. But you know whether he was actually going to play you know 70-plus games or not, Probably not. Let's be honest. Aside from like centers, though, it's obvious that the, the the width play has not exactly been ideal for the Jets. I really feel like this year they need to go and get two, maybe three wingers with some real scoring ability. It's not like they have to get like every single one available. But, you know, the Jets, uh, in terms of finishing talent, especially in the depth positions, it's just not good enough. And I think Winnipeg They've got guys who can anchor the middle in terms of center depth on like your third and your fourth lines, but out wide, the talent just really isn't there. And I think this is an ideal opportunity to go after guys like Yesapoya RV. Um, Besser, of course, is off the market now that he's resigned with Vancouver, but you know, Tyler Ennis would be an interesting option on your fourth line. There are quite a few wingers that I think are really worth examining, Danton Heinen being another one that I've mentioned. And I think if you can get two to three of these guys, this is a really good opportunity for the Jets to frankly turn their season around and get onto a decent start. Now, look, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie and, and say that all this is gonna solve Winnipeg's upcoming season. It's not, right? But I think for the Jets to try and make the most of diamond in the rough signings and at least make the team more competitive, you know, next season probably is their last chance with this current group as constructed to make a deep playoff run. So if they're serious about this and if this is the route that they want to go, you know, I'm not saying that I necessarily agree with it, but um, I can understand, you know, it is what it is. The team's been bleeding money over the past couple of years. The Jets need something to get fans in the seats. And what more could you ask for 
than a playoff run. So um, I, I think two scoring wingers would be really ideal. Three, if they can swing it, just because I feel like there are going to be some departures. I did see that the Blake Wheeler trade stuff is pretty quiet, which is not great news for Winnipeg, let's be honest. Um, the, the quieter the Blake Wheeler trade market is, the more uncertain I become about what exactly Winnipeg's approach to this upcoming season is. Winnipeg just cannot stand pat and have everyone come back. I think that that would probably be one of the worst outcomes because, you know, the team's kind of sucked for the past couple of years. Uh, it's basically been Hellebuck with some really good finishing. Uh, and occasionally, you know, the Jets might approach break even thanks to some offensive production. But for the most part, the team as a whole has massively underwhelmed. And so for me, it can't be a situation where you run it back again and again and again. The Jets are going to have to hit the reset button because they've put themselves in this position. And this is really a time where they can actually make some changes. I think that, you know, while this is a scary moment for the organization, I think this is also a really good time for opportunity and for growth and for a, a bit of a fresh look for the team. And honestly, the team just just could really use some fresh faces and fresh voices. On the outgoing side, I do think they need to move like at least one left left sided defender and uh, probably look at moving Pionk, which means they'll also have to bring on a couple of players. Now, Ethan Barrett was one guy that I was really interested in bringing in um, from Carolina, but he has actually had his contract qualified. And I don't know if he'll, he'll if he'll stay there, um, but certainly he is a player that for the Jets, I think, would easily slide into a top four role. Bear is very talented. He's in his prime age, and I think he could probably be on a cheaper contract than what Pionk is making right now. Now, with Neil, you know, you're betting on the fact that he will have a bounce back season. I just don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, with him, it's a real tricky situation because... You know, we were all kind of concerned that Morrissey wouldn't bounce back uh, a season or two ago, but he did. With Pionk, I, I just don't know with him, right? The one amazing season that he's really had came in the North Division, right, against other Canadian teams. The moment he stepped out of that, and then, of course, he had his concussion or uh, injury, I think it was this past season, everything just sort of changed for him. You know, he was facing stiffer competition, a lot of the hitches and delays in his game, as well as a little bit more, I, I would say, I don't want to say fear, you know, necessarily more so than it was a lack of aggression in the corners. It was noticeable, like his behavior on the ice changed. And so with Pionk, I, I just don't know. I mean, he's making over five mil. He's got some decent term left. And if he doesn't improve the situation this coming season, it's going to be rough. I mean, every pairing that he was on took a real nosedive. So the Jets, I, I definitely could see them needing to acquire at least one right-handed defender. Um, and I don't know really where this is going to come from. There's just not that many great options. I would love Troy Stetcher. I don't know if Stetcher has signed yet. I don't think he is extended. I think he's currently a free agent. Troy would be a really good value option for the Jets, but he might just stay with Detroit or something. I really don't know what his mindset is. Um, but again, he's kind of a stopgap option, a really nice one, but not exactly a guy that I would extend for like the longest term possible. So you know, the Jets are probably going to have to address this particular position with a trade um, just because like the free agent market this year is going to be really poor. And this is why guys like Brendan Dillon and stuff are going to have really inflated trade value. So once free agency kind of rolls off and the Jets have a little bit clear of a picture um, from who they've signed, I think then we'll start to see some trades. But yeah, all I know is the Jets are going to have to start over and really 
be honest about where the team is because as it is right now, running it back with the current group is just not good enough. And with so many free agents who didn't didn't get qualified being available, Sonny Milano, uh, Danton Heinen, there's just a lot of opportunity to bolster the ranks and really give you a decent competitive team at the price of just some cap hits. But of course, this is what I want the Jets to do. What I think they're actually going to do is going to be way more disappointing, I, I would imagine. And I'll talk about what I expect the Jets to approach with uh, in just a little bit. But before we go any further, I, I do want to say uh, thanks to another one of our great sponsors at rockauto.com. Uh, you know, obviously, there's tons and tons of makes and models of vehicles out there. And if you have a vehicle and you've tried to buy replacement parts, maybe you've gone to a retail brick and mortar parts store and you just they didn't even have what you need in stock. You sat there in line for who knows how long waiting for the the cash the cashier to ring up a part, but you know they look it up and it's not even in their inventory system. So instead of wasting time, money, and getting frustrated, just go to rockauto.com instead. Not only do you save all the hassle, but you might also save quite a bit of cash. You can save anywhere from 20, 30, even 50% off retail brick and mortar in-store pricing. A fuel pump that costs $350 in a retail store might also cost around $215 from rockado.com. That's well over 100 bucks off for the same exact part. And again, you're supporting a really great uh, company. They're a family-run business with over 20 years of experience supporting DIYers just like you. So again, uh, I really feel like this is one of the best options out there. My family's actually ordered from rockauto.com even before we um, got these advertising reads. So, you know, they've got a really trusted name in this business. Uh, I think a lot of our hosts have actually bought from them before. And again, you really just can't beat their competitive prices, their customer service, and their experience in this industry. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts uh, all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com right now. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. We're closing out tonight with some quick thoughts on what I expect Winnipeg to do in free agency. <sighs> yeah, I, I I constantly get my hopes up with the Jets, and usually it does lead to disappointment. Now, what I'll say is this, right? The Jets and Shovel Day Off know that the status quo is crap. I think that they have recognized that to a point, Um but, you know, last year, their solution was to try and trade for uh, Brendan Dillon and Nate Schmidt, which on paper, I thought was actually a pretty decent idea. They really didn't pay a ton except for Dillon. Dillon cost two second round picks. That wasn't super great. Uh, but, in pr you know, like in principle, on paper, I think that these were OK moves. And I, I defended them at the time. And I still, for the most part, except for the overpayment part, I would still defend them today if it, you know, was questioned again. That said, you know, the Jets have now come to a point where they've still they've still got plenty of needs. The roster is in a rough position, but I, I don't know what exactly the the plan is post-trots. Ever since Barry kind of said no, I feel like the focus is going to shift for the Jets. And if that's the case, then I think free agency is going to be pretty quiet. There was actually just an article released a couple of hours ago uh, late before Wednesday kind of kicked into gear and it said not to expect much from Winnipeg uh, at the trade deadline or at the, the free agent um, opening season. So I would expect this to be the case. I think Winnipeg is going to be pretty quiet as per usual. I think if, if Trotz was here and he was really willing to build this competitive team and build it right back into a playoff spot, 
there would be a different story. But the Jets, I think Sheveldayoff is probably more aware of this team's faults than maybe people have given him credit for. And if that's the case, if he if he's kind of concerned that this two-year window is basically it, and he's not really looking to push the envelope, and he's more preparing for um, the longer-term rebuild, then I don't think that they're, they're going to sign more than like maybe two to three veteran signings who don't really move the needle. If they could bring in a Puya Yarvi or a Heinen, either through trade or from a free agent signing, I think that that's awesome. I just don't know how much I'm expecting. And honestly, I don't even know if any of these players would want to come to Winnipeg. You know, the locker room was said to be a disaster. Wheeler's still with the team. Um, and the Jets just aren't really a, a, a big household name for winners. So it's a tough position to be in, isn't it? You don't have a great track record of success recently. You have a, a very public feud within your locker room. And I, <laughs> I just don't really know how the Jets are supposed to navigate this. I've, I've tried sitting through these scenarios and the only thing I can really arrive at is that, again, it, it is probably time to stop, you know, pretending that the Jets are going to make the playoffs and be good and think about, you know, the longer term positioning of this franchise. I know that people look at this team and they see talent, 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 tons of talent. I think it's more of an, a myth about this team. Several years ago, I would have agreed with you 100 percent. But where this team is now especially com- compared to like the teams that are actually winning cups and have actually made it to the Stanley cup finals, the Jets just don't even really come close. The only thing that they can beat out in terms of roster composition is goaltending. They've got one of the most elite goalies in the entire league and a guy who's been doing it for years. But other than, other than that, you look at their forward depth, you look at the defensive depth, it's just not good enough. And I think that for the Jets, is always going to hold them back until they can start drafting some more elite talent and until that talent graduates into the NHL and they can supplement it through some really smart trades and uh, some really savvy free agent signings. Cough, cough, like they what they did with you know the 2017-2018 team. Why they got away from this, I'll never know. But uh, it's just a tough time for Jets fans. It's It's been a rough few years, and I think it's why my enthusiasm has definitely waned over the past couple of seasons. But you know, hope springs eternal. Today is a great chance for the Jets to really make some moves, make some splashes, maybe even surprise us. Who knows? Uh, of course, as the signings come out, I'll try and have some locked on nows to uh, guide us through. Um, I don't know how many we're actually going to be able to post, but if I can do a quick announcement later in the evening and then on Thursday morning, you'll have uh, a longer rundown of some of the free agent signings. I'll do that for us. But again, don't expect a ton from the Jets. I'm not expecting much. I just hope that they pleasantly surprise me for once. Um, But again, let me know what you're thinking about this upcoming free agency period. Let me know what players you want the Jets to target, what positions you think they might need, and what you actually expect them to do. Be sure to let me know at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter or in the YouTube comments below. Um, But for tonight, that is going to be all the time that we have. Thank you so much again for choosing to make Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. Be sure to make your second listen Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. It's free on all your favorite podcasting platforms, so like, follow, and subscribe right now. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Have a great night, and go Jets go.